Hey, oh, we are Fantasy on Draft. I'm your host, NMFL. Hosting with me today, Joe Griff. What up? What's up, Nick? No Maddie Saddy today. Maddie Saddy couldn't make it out, so you just got me and Joe coming to your ear holes here. Uh, how you doing today, Joe? You good? I'm good, man. I'm a little beat. Did some golf in the hundred oh. degrees, but I'm I'm bouncing back. This got me excited, so I'm I'm awake now. I'm ready. Nice. We are still in preseason football mode. Um, I haven't watched a whole lot. Have you? Have you watched much? Not much. Mostly, you know, Sports Center, NFL Live, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It does seem like they're not playing a lot of players. Like a lot of guys are just not even suiting up, which leads me to the question: Do you think they're going to get rid of preseason or cut it down at least? I don't know. I think we'll find out a little bit in this third and final week. You know, I'm hearing guys that are going to play quite a bit, um, so it's definitely possible that we start. You know, they use one game to, like, run their starters a little bit. But other guys, they've already come out and said, no, not at all. So, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised to see it cut down to two, but I think they'll always have a little something there. Uh, Yeah, and it's such a weird thing because in some ways it really helps the guys just trying to make the team. Right. But it's so bad when your stars go down. I mean, it's bad in real football for fantasy. Jeez, just crushes you. (laughs) True. (laughs) But also leads me to think, don't draft early. Oh, man. Our our main our main league of record we draft Labor Day. Yeah. So we draft Monday and football starts Thursday. So yep. it's rare you lose somebody in between there. But right, it's tough. Some of these people I hear about drafting week one of preseason or even before preseason. I mean, it's already devastated when week two you lose your top pick. Yeah. But to lose it before the season even before. Even starts. I mean that. that That's is, brutal. Yeah. I mean, knock on looking around for wood here. Knock on wood. We haven't heard like too much right not like major injuries you know like a cmc going down or something like that but yeah it's always possible yeah last year actually i was just listening to somebody on the the radio today and last year by this time it had been a lot like jk dobbins was out right right uh, gus edwards was out etn was out yeah like there had been quite a bit so yeah luckily we're we're doing all right a little housekeeping um, we're on Spotify, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Apple Podcasts. Love to have you follow us on any of those. Rate us and review us on Apple. Helps people find us when they search. We do. We are on Facebook. We have a Fantasy on Draft podcast page, and we have a Bad Fantasy Football Trades page, which is kind of fun to see the stuff people put on there. Later in the show, we'll, we'll get to a bad trade, actually, so we'll talk about that. The big one, though, is Patreon. Patreon.com slash draft. Check us out there. It's a place where you can help support the show financially, if you'd like. For as little as a dollar an episode, you can help support us and keep the podcast running. Seriously, even a dollar an episode, which is, what, basically a cup of coffee a month. And it really helps us out. It, it helps us keep doing this every week. So we'd love to have you check us out there. For today's episode... It's kind of going to be a little uh, little shorter than usual, I think, just the two of us kind of running through it. But we are going to talk some NFL news and notes, and we'll get to a we're going to do we're going to talk rookie ADP for for redraft. We're gonna we're gonna do that. But first, let's get to our beer of the day. Um, Joe, you wanna you wanna run us through this? Are you in a good sure? Spot? Yeah, absolutely. We got. Um from Untitled Art, which Nick just schooled me to this. They're a cool brewery. They they do a deal where they have you taste the beer and then 
based on, you know, what experience you have and what that brings to your artistic mind, you go ahead and design, design the can, right? It's it's awesome. Yeah. Um, this particular one is a Rocky road stout and, uh, it has all those things you would expect from Rocky road. Um, it's an Imperial stout with cacao nibs, toasted marshmallow, vanilla beans, almonds, and milk sugar. Um, it's Imperial. It comes in 11%. Um, and Nick, I'll throw it back to you. What, what's your take on it? It is good. It's really good, but it's really sweet. Right. And it's got the the marshmallow, I think, to me is too much. It's well, probably very... the milk sugar too. Yeah. Um, but not like not horrible. I really like it. I think it's really good. Um, but yeah, it's definitely definitely sweet. Too much too much sugar to to drink much more of it. We're putting it in a little five ounce glass so we can we can share it and and I like it a lot. I love the vanilla almonds. Or almonds here we are in Chico. <laughs> That's right. Um, are always really good in stouts, but it's just a little too sweet for me. But I think I'd still rate it high. I still think I'd rate it about a seven point seven. Okay. Because um, I do like it a lot. It's also I kind of had it sitting out on the counter. I might want to try it just a little bit colder. I feel yep. like it might be a little less sweet if I did. Um, but no, I like it. I think it's pretty good. What are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I um, <laughs> earlier I sipped it and I said, "Wow!" And <laughs> is that good or bad? It was good, just because I was like, "Holy cow, that is a sweet, tasty rocky road right there." I was really impressed with it. Um, I'm going higher. I'm giving it like an eight six because nice. I think it's really delicious. But I do agree with you. I think this is the perfect way to do this. You know, we got a twelve ounce can. We're splitting it up. I want just a little bit of it because it is very sweet. Um, I think just last time I was talking about uh, New Glory and how I really like them and I enjoy their stouts, but they're so sweet. Something about this is like it's a more natural sweet to me. Sometimes those their stouts, I'm like what? It's like I, I don't know. Yeah, like artificial somehow. Um, This is fantastic. This feels all natural, even though, yeah, the marshmallow comes through. It's very sweet, but it is delicious. The the Untitled Art is the brewery, and they're actually, I'm not 100% sure on this, but I'm, so I'm just speaking out of my own knowledge, so I'm just pulling this out of nowhere, but I'm pretty sure that they're a gypsy brewery, meaning they don't actually have their own brewery. They go into other places and brew, Um, and for a while here, you could get them through Tavor, the Tavor app, where you mm-hmm. go on and, and order beer. And um, the godfather here in town, Keith Beck, he got me turned on to them probably five, six years ago. Just saying, if you see Untitled Art on Tavor, grab it. It's it's always pretty good. Um, and then a couple years ago, it started getting di- distribution. And I was on their website today, and their distribution map is like, all upper Midwest and in California. So I don't know exactly okay. what they're doing to get it <laughs> to get it shipped out here, but yeah, it's really cool and yeah, like you said, they that's what they do. They have they have a group of artists that work with them and they come in and try the beer and then they just draw whatever and then that's what they put on the can. It's a cool concept. Yeah. It's 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 a good. They're they're a good brewery. If if you're in the California area, I don't know exactly everywhere in California, but Untitled Art Brewing. They make some pretty good stuff. Check them out if you get the chance. Website drinkuntitled.com. Yeah, and I forgot to see their, what if they had socials for um, Instagram or anything like that. But yeah, drinkuntitled.com. Check them out. They're rad. Um, okay, NFL news and notes. 
Deshaun Watson. We, you know, I put in a, a quick edit in in last week's episode just because it happened the day after we talked about it. But um, suspended eleven games and fined five mil. Joe from last week, where does the five mil go? Yeah, so I, I looked into it really, really easy. Just quick Google, and basically the NFL puts it all toward charitable causes of some kind. For the most part, it goes toward uh, former players that. You know, there's a fund for them, medical expenses, whatever. There's also something for current players and families with emergency emergency needs. So that's where most of it goes. It looks like it can also get earmarked for special events. You know, I'm thinking Hurricane Katrina, natural disasters, you know, that kind of stuff. They can go ahead and throw a chunk at, um, at, at those causes. So, yeah, it doesn't go to the NFL or Goodell or, you know, it does that's go back good. to charity. Right, where, as, as it should be. Um, wasn't it $8 million? Was it just five million? I think it was just five million okay. because okay. when they remember we were talking about how he offered it to be eight games and six million. Right, I'm pretty right. sure it's eleven games okay. and five yeah. mil. But um that's sounds like that's pretty much where it's at. I mean that's so he's not gonna play and the funny I don't know, funny, it's not I mean, it funny <laughs> of any of this, but you know, people are wondering why is eleven games eleven so games random, seems right? weird until you look at the schedule and he mm-hmm. comes back his first games against the Houston Texans. So yeah. there's no chance that's making a ton of money for the NFL. It all comes down to the money. Um, is he draftable in redraft? Yeah, yeah, he is. You draft him? I, I, I obviously I probably won't. One. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I probably won't. I feel like some people reach a little further than I'm willing to do it. But yeah, if you get. If you get a guy that can win you games and get you in the playoffs and then you get to add Deshaun late, I, I think that's that's a bonus. That's kind of like the DeAndre Hopkins that we talked about. If you get him at a reasonable time while your roster is fairly well set up, that's that's a great thing to have late. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. I mean, if he comes back and he can just come in and go right in there, that would be great to add to your playoff, your playoff roster. So um, what about Dynasty? I mean... I'm I'm in a dynasty startup right now. It started like two days ago, and I was trying. I almost took him. It's a super flex league, so two quarterbacks. I almost took him at two eight. Yeah. As my second quarterback, and I passed. I took Dak, and then tried my darndest to trade up before my next pick, and he ended up going one pick before me. And, right. Um. And he went, we were talking about this, you know, before we started recording, and um, Stafford and Rodgers both went before him in Dynasty Redraft, which I don't love. I don't love either. It is a, um, it's a Dynasty League with a lot of new two Dynasty players. Yeah. Um, And there's also, I think, some people that want to win now. Yeah. Because there was, you know, even um, Devontae Adams went super early. I think in that, in that thing, he went like nine, which isn't crazy early. At night, it's not. It's yeah. I mean, but also in a dynasty startup, I I would have gone a different route than a twenty nine year old wide receiver. Right. More important to me than winning year one is enjoying that league for seven eight years. Right. So right. I yeah, I'm definitely gonna err on the side of young. But um, yeah, he's absolutely draftable in dynasty for sure. For sure. My boy. Baker Mayfield named the starter in Carolina. I absolutely love this. <laughs> Um, I feel like it had been going that way the whole time. Uh, some of us didn't, but um, I think I think he's going to be great. Um, I think that besides Cam Newton, 
in his prime, which has now been what eight years, right, or something like that. Um, Baker's the best quarterback they've had there, and DJ Moore, who has been one of my favorite targets for the last few years, it's going to be the best quarterback he's basically played with. I mean, he had Cam at the end, but there, I mean, the end of Cam's, you know, shoulder. Yeah. Um, and then the list of guys he's had there, I mean, guys like PJ Walker and, yeah. you know, Teddy Bridgewater, I think it's going to be an uptick for, you know, for DJ Moore. He consistently has four touchdowns a season. I'm thinking he's going to have eight. Okay. I think he's okay. Have eight. Um, you know, Baker is a low volume guy. He always has been, but he, you know, I think he's still a good quarterback, and I think that he's going to be the best quarterback I think most of those guys have had. And so I'm excited. I'd like to see what he did. Yeah, I, I, I hope he does well. I'd like to see him kind of settle in and just be able to do his thing. Um, I, I'm hearing good things out of camp. You know, everyone's saying he's doing the right things. He's, you know, we have, he hasn't been in the news, right, other than, right. oh, who's, what's the battle? There is no anything. He's not making any quotes. He's not tweeting. He's not doing anything. Um, and was it wasn't it Robbie Anderson that was like no yeah. when they were talking about it, yeah. and he's like no this guy's he's come in he's done everything I would want him to do so, you know I don't know yeah Odell stunk with him but maybe DJ Moore's better they'll have a better rapport, you know that's a good thing I have always stood by and and it's just my own opinion on the matter, but I always felt that Odell needed to be force fed the ball like. Just throw it to him. And, I mean, he's good enough where that can work. Yeah. But it was like, he doesn't he doesn't care if he doesn't look open, throw him the ball. Yeah. He wants it, you know, like, unless he falls down, he wants... And I feel like that's not Baker's strength. Baker's strength is just kind of throwing it around to the person who's open. Right. And I felt like it was a mismatch from the get-go to have OBJ there and Baker. Um, so I... I that's why I think that didn't work. That's just based off what I see of them on the yeah. field. You know, no, no, I think no that's insider fair. knowledge, but yeah. So I'm hoping that with the weapons he has and to be able to just drop the ball off to CMC, you know, whenever and get all those yards. Yeah. I, I think Baker will, will do well. Nice. My boy Kenyon Drake, not so good. He was released. What is going on? The Vegas Raiders hate running backs. They do. Josh Jacobs, they don't love him. I was like, okay, well, they're going to give some to Drake. They're going to split the backfield. I don't think they should, but okay. I was over here saying, Abdullah, what a bunch of nonsense. Don't pick up Abdullah. Don't waste your time. I hear you. I did text you right away. I'm like, Abdullah to the moon. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I still say don't don't go get him. But, I mean, you know, if you get Jacobs, sure, get Abdullah. But, like. So is Jacobs going to be good now? Does that does no, that give Jacobs a bump? I don't think so. No. I literally saw a report. I wish I remember who said it. But basically, the coach was saying, yeah, we're going to rely on four backs. And I can't even remember who they all were. Zamir White, Abdullah, White, yeah. Jacobs, and somebody I don't even remember. But I was like, okay. Man, give me, give me Adams and Carr. Like, yeah, they're just going to sling right. it, huh? Right. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, that actually brings me to Darren Waller, who is, they said, iffy for week one. Yeah. He's having a hamstring injury that they're now calling um, pretty severe. 
or serious, I think was the term they used on it. So yeah, I was already out on Waller, as right. we had mentioned yep. the last episode. But bummer when somebody has a hamstring. That stinks. I'm rooting for that guy, but yeah, he's fantasy wise, he's slipping further and further into the afterthought. Yeah, yeah, I stand by it. Tight end late. Yeah. Michael Carter. I'm hearing the quote, still RB1 for the Jets. Have you heard any of this? I saw that exact same thing. Yeah, so. said that said that they've been splitting reps. Him and Brees Hall have been splitting reps pretty evenly. But week two, Carter didn't, didn't suit up with all the rest of the starters. Brees Hall did suit up and even played. Yeah. Um, in some ways, you would want to put your rookie out there to see what's going on anyways. I mean, he has to get accustomed to the NFL. Yeah, he's got to get so, something. So that doesn't – that part doesn't really – the fact that he played doesn't bother me. I think that, you know, you want to see him in game, you know, he's got to get used to the NFL speed and stuff like that. No, again, it's not where starters. you still got to start somewhere. Yeah. But Michael Carter, I – could he be a thing? Could they be splitting, you think? Maybe a little split. I First of all, I'm going to say I don't really want much of the Jets' offense still. I know they've improved. I know they've taken steps. I don't really want in on that offense. Um, so I'm not rushing to get either of, those, either of those guys in redraft. I still want Brees Hall in Dynasty for sure because he will eventually take over, and I think this year he takes over. So it could start as a split, and then Brees Hall just kind of, you know, takes it over and becomes the guy. Um, Michael Carter's only what? Second, I think third so. year, second, second year, right? Third year yeah. guy, yeah. So I, you know, but I think Brees Hall is way more equipped to to run the show back there. So I, I don't make a ton out of this. Yeah, I think they're going to split a little early, but Brees Hall's a rookie, so that's not crazy. That's what I think too. I think that Brees Hall is going to end up being the better player, yeah, and has the better skill set. But Carter did well last year, and has you know he has the experience, so that's what I'm. They're going to lean on the experience in the beginning, and then. Yeah, I agree, too. Brees will probably end up taking over. And in Dynasty, you're right. Brees Hall's great. Yep. Um, Mike Gesicki. I just found out that you do not like Mike Gesicki. Nope. But the report that I just read was becoming less of a focal point of the offense. Sure. Why don't you like Mike Gesicki? Uh, it's not so much that I don't like him. I don't like him with Tua. Okay. Um, I think going back, if I, I I can't pull exact stats, but I think his numbers were just not good with Tua. Um which kind of surprising. You get a young quarterback, a lot of times big target, big tight yeah. end, like just hit him, easy, easy money. But they just, they weren't really working out. And then you bring in, you know, you got Waddle and Tyreek, these big flashy names with a bunch of money behind them, and they're just going to demand the ball. And Gasicki, I think, kind of gets lost a little bit there. Yeah, I, I, the more I look into it, the more I agree with that. Yeah. And then when I was looking into where it said he's, you know, less of a focal point, he last year, actually the last like two to three years, has basically been a wide receiver. He has lined up out wide. I think it was it's over ninety percent. It was ninety two yeah. or ninety three percent of his snaps. He's been lined up in the slot or outside. Um, and it sounds like he even said like, "No, I'm playing tight end now." You know, like be doing some I'm more blocking. Be, I'm gonna be doing some blocking. I'm gonna be. And he also played the whole game of week two in the preseason. But he also said, yeah, I'm trying to learn a new position. Um, so I want to play the game. I need the, the snaps. I need to do it. 
I've been a big Gasicki fan because mm. of how athletic he is and how he, you know, does play on the outside and he's he's the pass catching tight end. He's not the stay in and block catching. So I'm trying to talk myself into that they're trying to have him play the Kittle role. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that they they you know because I mean Kittle's one of the best blockers in in the NFL. Like, which is unfortunate because he's an offensive right. freak too. But but, but so I, you know, I'm trying to talk myself into saying that they yeah they want him to do the blocking and all that and then they want him to catch the ball out of the tight end position and not so much in the slot or as a wide receiver. But I could be really wrong. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of really good tight ends that spend a lot of time blocking and don't catch the ball as much as you would think that they, you know, would be able to and stuff. Well, in our redraft, rest assured, I know we're drafting right next to each other. It doesn't matter what the round he's going to be there for you. I'm not (laughs) I'm not swooping on him. So I did just take him as my tight end one in the dynasty startup that I'm in right now. Yeah. Um, Backed him up, though. I got big Irv. And I got Albert O. Yeah. Um, so I feel okay with it. I'm also kind of hoping that he actually leaves the Dolphins next year. Um, they can get out from under him, or maybe he's uh, they would have to franchise him for him to stay or whatever. But Yeah, there's probably better spots for him. Yeah, yeah. Kansas City. That's what I, okay. you know. Okay. It's, it's about time for... Kelsey's you know, Kelsey's yeah, yeah, washed. He's getting kind of old, you know. <laughs> Let's bring his sickie in there, and he can just take over that role. All right. They got, they got two young guys, right? They got Noah Gray and then who's the other dude? Yeah, neither of them matter when Gasicki's yeah, there. That's right. That's that's true. <laughs> A.J. Brown, they said he would top the list if they were ranking the best players in Eagles camp. Sounds like sounds like him and Hurts are matched up well from everything I'm reading and seeing. Just catching balls like crazy. Yeah, no knock on Devonta Smith, but I hope AJ Brown would top the list. I mean, sure, they right. had to go get him, and he's been a stud. I, I hope so. Um, so yeah, that'll be a fun connection to see. Yeah, and I mean, when he has the ball in his hand, he's Debo esque. I mean, so I hope they're putting. I hope they're putting Hertz in. I'm not a huge big Hertz fan in fantasy, but as a player, I am. I've really liked him since. Wait, Hurt? Wait. You said that hurts. You don't like him in fantasy, but you like him in real life. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That yeah. Seems no, backwards. I know that's backwards. I know. I don't like him as an NFL quarterback. How about that? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I wouldn't draft him really unless he fell really late. I understand that he rushes and does all that, and he's he's good. Mm-hmm. I just nah, I will I won't draft him. I won't. I won't. Well, I won't okay. go as early as I need to to get him. It's good to know. And he won't fall late enough to me to get him. Yeah. But I really like him, like as a person and stuff. I oh yeah, he seems like such a good dude. Such a great guy, for sure. Um, did you see? There was I saw it on Twitter. There was this little kid. I don't know exactly how old he was, but like under eight, and he had a backpack. Did you see this? I don't know. Keep going. So he had a he had a backpack, and he you get your name stitched on it. Well, he stitched Jalen Hurts on it because okay. he's like his favorite you yeah, know yeah. player. And so uh, Jalen Hurts replied. And he's like, look at my backpack. And it had the kid's name. It said Alexander on it. No, And he was like, I got got my backpack with your name on it. Oh, man. And that was pretty, yeah, it was pretty sweet. That's so, that's like way cooler than like, oh, I'm going to sign your stuff or I'm going to give you this. Like, no. Oh, man. I am definitely drafting Jalen Hurts. That's (laughs) awesome. Uh, Real quick on him, one crazy stat. How many many passes did Jalen Hurts complete inside the hash marks last year? I know it's a it's a ridiculous I mean, question. What percentage or what no? Many? How many? I don't 
No, all of them? Okay. 14. They were, everything else went outside? 96.6% or something outside the hash. 14 all year. That doesn't seem like smart management. If you're the defense, you're like, all right, well, hey, let's just put our safeties on the sidelines and we'll be good. Like, how? I don't know what that, I don't even know what that means. Like, what? Why? Were they just, what was Devonta Smith doing? I know. I know. So I, they didn't run many slants, huh? Apparently not. Does To me, it seems like you get A.J. Brown the ball right, you know, crossing route four yards from the line of scrimmage right in the middle of the field and you let that guy go. And if you have guys in the in the middle of the field, well, I don't know, because you got Jalen Hurts running. Like, if you can get outside the pocket and have some room to wiggle on the sideline, I love that. Yeah. But, and yeah, it was, that was mind-blowing. I saw that on, the other day on whatever, NFL Live or SportsCenter or something. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. 14. What was God? What? I'm so confused. I know. I know. Well. Blew me away. <laughs> I'd like to see him be good. I'd like to see him do well and, and complete some passes to inside the hash marks. <laughs> yes. I mean, the receiving core, that's pretty good receiving core now. So It should be. I mean, you add A.J. Brown to Devonta Smith already. I feel like that right. should hold some weight. But, yeah, yeah we'll see. I got, I got a little bit of A.J. Brown in Dynasty, and I'm happy I stuck with him. Yeah, I, I think, think, I think you're going to be happy of, with that. I think a lot of people were kind of panic selling him a little bit. When he went to the Eagles. Right. Um, anything I missed you think of for NFL news? And no, I think that's pretty much the gist of it. That's stuff that matters. <laughs> All right. Uh, this week's sponsor, this week's show is brought to you by the great people at A&J Party Supply and Rental Shop. They have all your party needs. Doesn't matter if it's a wedding, birthday, prom, or graduation party. They have what you need. They have a great selection of party supplies and rentals, and they'll happily deliver for your next occasion. They're located here in Chico, California at 1801 Esplanade. Find them online at www.ajparty.com. Okay, we're going to take a look at this year's rookies and their ADP, their average draft position. What we did was we ran a mock draft on Sleeper. We just completely computer auto-drafted it. We didn't even take our teams. We just let the computer draft the whole entire thing. And we want to talk about the incoming 2022 rookies. I want to see where they fit in in redraft leagues. So we're just, we'll talk about the rookies that were drafted. And then, you know, we'll talk about, like, how do you feel? Like, is their current ADP correct? Do you, would you draft them higher or earlier, I guess? Or would you want to draft him later? So looking at this, Brees Hall, who I feel like is the number one, he's pretty much always going to be the, the rookie in redraft that's coming up. Um, he came off at 4-2, um, right in between a couple tight ends, Darren Waller and George Kittle. David Montgomery was at the 312, so just a pick or two before him. Um, Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, Travis Etienne, J.K. Dobbins were all still there. How do you feel? What do you What do you think? I mean, we just we already talked about we're not super pumped on the on the Jets' offense. I think there's guys I would take er, take ahead of him that went later. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I would have said that offhand, and I think I'm also looking above just at this team, right? So just offhand in general, yes, I agree. Um, looking after, you know, Jacobs, even though we're like, what is the what are the Raiders doing? Like, I still think he's a pretty solid guy. Yeah. Um, looking ahead, though, so this team, the team that auto drafted Brees Hall in the fourth round, took Joe Mixon and DeAndre Swift one two. So for me, Nick, we talked about this. Like, I've been. In our, in our main league, our redraft league, I've been the definition of mediocrity, right? I'm hovering on that playoff versus right. troll playoff line. I've never been the troll, but I've also never won. I need to start doing something a little more risky, not taking the safe play. So, hey, I got Joe Mixon and DeAndre Swift. I like Brees Hall in the fourth because okay. if he ends up being the guy and is just on a tear and he's the man, fantastic. If not, if he stinks, Michael Carter's still the guy. You know, I still got those two guys I can lean on. So... I kind of like it. I think it falls in that right spot. Um, but if you didn't have that, say you only had one, um, I might be going something like Elijah Mitchell or AJ Dillon. That's my take. Okay. Um, I think for myself, JK Dobbins is one that even though he's coming off the injury, I think that he is somebody that I would take over, um, Brees Hall in that, in that spot there. But I agree with what you're saying. You're right. With, He's not their second running back, you know. He's he doesn't have to be counted on to carry the the load for this team. You're right because with Joe Mixon and DeAndre Swift, they're set up pretty well at the at the running back position. So, I agree. I just think that there's a couple there. Uh, yeah, Josh Jacobs, no. Antonio Gibson last year, <laughs> give me all of him <laughs> this year. That's tough. And then yeah, you're. I mean, you're right. Elijah Mitchell, I feel like, could blow up and could be great, but the injuries for the Niners are just always so tough. So yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess in theory, it's not that bad. Um, and yeah, it is taking the risk. And if he does hit to what they think he will become, and you have a you know top twelve to fourteen or fifteen running back that's your third running back that you're playing in your flex, that's... That's a great feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've done well there. So, yeah, I guess I would say a touch early, but reasonable. Yeah, yeah. I don't think... It seemed early to me when I first looked at it. Like, I was like, fourth round, that, you know, top of the fourth round, too. That, yeah, yeah. That seems early with some of the guys that are there, but not really. I mean, you're right. Once you kind of look at... Talk it through... You know, those guys, a lot of those guys all have, I mean, Travis Etienne hasn't even played in the regular season NFL game. I mean, you know, so a lot of he's got James. I think James Robinson is more of a threat than than Michael Carter. I don't know. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There there are some wide receivers, again, that I think I might like, too. But even again, that in redraft, you're you're trying to go running back heavy to um you know, because I mean, that's what that's what you do. It's not dynasty where you want all these wide receivers are going to last all the time. So I think you're right. I think the fourth round's a pretty good spot there. Looks like the next running back, or sorry, the next rookie is Drake London at seven five. He went right after Gabe Davis, Juju Smith, um, Amon Ross, St. Brown. He did go ahead of DeAndre Hopkins, Rashad Bateman. Um, I, I like it there. I think it's a good spot. I actually would have drafted... I would draft Drake London over Gabe Davis and Juju, I think, in redraft. So I think even this is kind of a little bit later. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm super high on Juju, so I would not take him ahead of Juju. But yeah, I agree, ahead of Gabe Davis for sure. And then um, looking back in the round before, I mean, Mooney, I'm a fan of his. I think he's going to be good, but I would take Drake London ahead of Mooney. Amon Ross St. Brown, same thing. Amari Cooper, believe it or not, same thing. Okay. With, with no Deshaun for 11. Yeah. Um, I'm taking Drake. Uh, yeah, okay. Mariota, I, we don't know, but I, I think he's got the skill set and he's going to get the volume. So I like it there. Maybe even earlier. I might go sixth. Yeah, I think that he's going to be forced. That team's not going to be very good. So they're going to be forced to try to play catch-up and throw the ball around. And between him and Pitts, I mean, yeah, we haven't seen Mariota be a very good quarterback. I mean, he's he's been serviceable, especially with his legs and, and doing some running and stuff. We haven't yeah. seen a ton of, you know, passing yard volume. But they're going to have to. Yeah. I mean, they're you know, he, it's not Tennessee where you have the great running game you know, and then so you mix in, you know, he got a, he had a, he didn't have Henry, right, when he was there, he, but they still always had pretty good running backs in Tennessee, which, right. he, and then they were a better team. So, I mean, you, you, they ran and then he would run. You didn't need to pass it 40 times a game. There's a chance they have to sling it around. Yeah, and, that's a great point playing from behind. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the argument would be it's going to be one of those. Like, I think he's going to be one of those guys where, you know, Sunday morning, you sit down, you pull up your phone, it's, you know, middle of the second quarter of all the 10 o'clock games, and Drake has, you know, one catch for eight yards, and you're like, awesome. But. And then the fourth <laughs> quarter comes around, you know, yeah. and he's six for 92 or you know right eight for you know i think that it's just going to be that end stuff where they're just throwing it around throwing it around throwing it around and and he's going to benefit from that so yeah i like drake a lot love it the next off the board i lost it kenneth walker um the running back for seattle he went literally the next pick he went at seven six Right before Tony Pollard, Devin Singletary, Chase Edmonds. Um, who went before him? Cordell Patterson, Damian Harris, Kareem Hunt. I'm a fan of Kenneth Walker. I, I mentioned before his college tape was so fun to watch. He was yeah. very... Um, dang it. What's the running back for Pittsburgh that was very patient? Le'Veon. He was very Le'Veon-esque. He would just kind of wait, wait, and then just hit that hole with speed and and get through it. I'm a little nervous that the Seattle might be bad. Oh, yeah, well, that's... Yeah. Oh, the, right, and he's and in the, the whole sports, yeah. sports hernia that's not a sports hernia. But interestingly enough, I mean, Rashad Penny is going the next round. Interesting enough to the same team, yeah. Yeah, so good for them getting both, I think, unless that's a nightmare. But um, I don't know. So what, what do you think? What's, what's your take? I like him. I like him there. I actually like him above some of these other people. I would take him above Cordell Patterson. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's correct. I just am not high on Cordell Patterson. I would take him above Damian Harris, but probably after Kareem Hunt, who was the next one there. Um, so I would say I would probably take him a little bit early, but right around there would be good. Yeah, yeah, I think it's reasonable. I this this region right here, seven through, I don't know, nine, I guess. I just don't love running back here. Um, 
So I, I hope to kind of avoid drafting a running back here because all these options are so muddled and there's there's backups that could be the guy. There's 50-50 splits. There's all this stuff. If you're in that range, um, I think Kenneth Walker's a nice pick because I think he'll get his regardless as long as he's healthy, but don't count on him to be like he's going to be this team's RB2 behind James Conner, and that doesn't excite me. Yeah, that's this looks like the team I would draft when I was mediocre, right? It's like James Conner, and then I'm like, well, Walker and Penny, like, oh, somebody's going to be good, and then it's just like, ugh. Oh, that's all that team got, too. That is awful. Yeah, that's it. That's it for running backs. That's that's tough. It really is a tough spot there. You're right. Nobody there, nobody there is exciting to draft. The hard part to me is, is that somebody in there is going to be a league winner. Yeah. And you don't know who you don't know who. You don't know who it's gonna be. And that's the part that's annoying to me is you know, we you see it every year. Somebody takes, you know, Elijah Mitchell. I mean, this is too early for last year too, but you know, yeah. there's always somebody that's like, Maybe he's the backup to something and then he goes and puts up twelve hundred yards. So yeah. I also hope that it's Kenneth Walker. But and I think that I think I agree with you. That is where I think I would take him just for the running backs. I don't know if I would take him there with some of the other people on the board, some yeah. of the, the wide receivers. Plus, I'm going to start around, you know, hopefully start looking for a quarterback around there. He went two picks before Russell Wilson, and we know I like some Russell Wilson this year. <laughs> yeah. So I couldn't do that. I couldn't take Kenneth Walker before Russell Wilson. Yeah. And just a quick nod to the to the bye week situation. I don't know. Everyone has their own take on it. I, for the most part, ignore bye weeks, but with certain things, you got to figure it out, right? Like your two quarterbacks, right? right. You got to know if they have the same bye week, that sucks. Like, and some people are like, Hey, if you got all your guys on the same bye week and you lose one that, you know, you're like, Hey, I'll give up that week. That makes sense. But in this case, they got three running backs and two of them are on the same team. Same so team, you, yes. uh, you're going to be in trouble there. You're going to have to make a move, which could be doable, but you know, when you're looking at handcuffs, when you're looking at <laughs> two quarterbacks, make sure you just quick peek at the buys. Yeah, I, I'm under the, I'm in the second camp where I would love to have all my buys be in one week, play it 12% for that week and get <laughs> yeah. my butt kicked. I just, it's so sad when it's like, okay, this week, my starting quarterback's out. All right, all right, that's fine. I'll fill him in. Yeah. Okay, this week, <laughs> you know, my starting running back, my starting tight end are out. Okay, okay. You know, and just you're always like, when I get my full team out there, I'm going to be so good. And then you finish at six and seven and, you know, yeah. don't get into the playoffs. Unless and you're I AJ. don't And I don't think it's realistic to, to try to get them all in the same No, league. for <laughs> sure. But... I just in don't theory, even, I don't even nice. pay attention at, at it at all. It yeah. doesn't it doesn't bother me when I when I get them all. And I can understand the point of if it's your backup quarterback, take a peek. Yeah. But for everybody else, I don't even right. don't don't, even don't consider much. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's worse what this person did was take a person on the same team w- way worse than with nobody else. If he already had two, I'm like smart, cuff him. But yeah, he can't be your your two and three. Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, Traylon Burks, he was our next rookie off the board. He went at 8-2. Um, other wide receivers right around him, Devonta Smith went next. Uh, Chris Olave, who's also a rookie, Elijah Moore. Right before him, DeAndre Hopkins, Rashad Bateman. Um, I am on record as being a Traylon Burks fan, 
but I think that might be a little more dynasty level of fanness. Fanness is that a word? Then, <laughs> then I think I am in redraft. I don't think I like this spot. I think it's too early, especially with all the reports that are coming out. I would take Devonta Smith definitely before him. Elijah Moore definitely before him. Hunter Renfro. I mean, that guy was amazing. He went like eight picks after. So. I like him definitely in Dynasty. I don't want him on my redraft team. He's just the reports aren't that he's... Basically, I don't feel like he's going to be ready in the very beginning of this season, and that's not what you want from your... You know one of your top wide receivers. How do you, how do you feel about him there? In yeah. I, for those that can't see me, which is everyone, but you, Nick, I almost lost my headset nodding so hard. Cause I, I hundred percent agree with that. Uh, I, you know, I hope he ends up being good in dynasty. I love it. Um, Oh, like, Oh, AJ Brown's gone. He can just slide in there with Robert Woods and dominate. Yeah. I don't know. I maybe, but the, the names that you just listed, I, I prefer all of them right now in redraft. Um, even Alan Lazard in the next round. I know you're big on Lazard, mm. right? So, yeah, that's too early for me. There's just too many studs. <laughs> I mean, even if you throw out, like, Olave and the other... Rick, I mean, Ayuk. I mean, next... Lockett? He's, oh, no one's throwing Lockett, so maybe I'm not excited about that. But everyone else, yeah. Um, I would I would wait on Burks and gobble him up in Dynasty, but not there. I don't like that. Yeah. Chris Olave, who is also a rookie, a couple picks later, 8-5... Would you rather have Olave there or Burks? I mean, I think I would say Olave. Two. Yeah, um, me too. And I'm hearing more hype, so maybe that's influencing me. And we we kind of know Jameis is, you know, can be a fantasy stud, and he can sling it. He didn't do that so much with New Orleans, but um, I don't, yeah, I just for some reason I, I like him better this year. He seems more ready based on what I'm hearing. He's so smooth. You know, he just seems so smooth and everything in the routes he's running are so crisp. And that's what it takes in the NFL. I think Traylon Burks has all the intent. What's the, I don't know. He he can do all the things that you can't teach. You know, he's a big body. He runs yeah. really fast. He yeah. can do all that. But he needs to learn the route running and how to set a defender up and how to do that. Where watching Olave, it's like, oh, man, he's already got a lot He gets of that. it, yeah. You know, Alave has zero run after catch and stuff like that, but he just looks so good. And, you know, Jameis didn't not sling it around last year. I mean, he... It he wasn't had, Tampa Bay where he was 50 and 50 <laughs> touchdowns and interceptions. <laughs> he had, um, I think he had a quarterback, he was the quarterback three one week. Um, he didn't have a ton of yards, but he had a lot of touchdowns. He had a five touchdown game. He had a four touchdown game. Like he was being very, very controlled and cut down. I don't know, remember how many interceptions it was, but oh, man, his was interceptions were no, no, no. Last year it was oh, very, oh. it was very it was thirty the year that he was in. Tampa that's what Bay. I mean. It was it was that was yeah, yeah. It's like that's like fifth most of all time. Yeah, um, but no, last year his. They were way down. Like, it might have been, yeah. like, he only played a few games, but I think it was only, like, four or six. He also only had one fumble last year where that was another thing. He had 30 interceptions, and I think he had, like, nine fumbles or something. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I Alave there to me over Burks. Now, I flip-flop that in Dynasty. I'd rather have I'd rather have Burks. Okay. But, but in redrafting, that's what we're talking about. I like Alave. Nice. And I've said it before, but it's still one of my one of the great Jameis quotes. Alave is smooth as the other side of the pillow. <laughs> I love it. Oh man, that fits him perfectly. Uh, um, okay, we see the hype man here, Damian Pierce, uh, running back for Houston, come off at nine three. I almost think that's later than people in drafts that I've in have been taking him. 
but I think it's kind of fitting. How do you, how do you feel about Damian Pierce? Are you on the train or? I, man, I this is so this this was it, you know super random. Like we said, this is completely computer generated. So this happened to be my my team that was dra- auto drafted. I got Christian McCaffrey first. I somehow got Cordero Patterson in the seventh round, then Damian Pierce, then Isaiah Spiller. So um, I'm so torn on this. I don't know. I I think he's I think he's a he's a high floor, low ceiling guy, right? So I think he's gonna get a lot of carries because there's really no one else. Like I saw someone said the ghost of Marlon Mack's corpse is there or something. <laughs> but so he's gonna get his touches. Um, but that offense stinks. Um, so I, I is he's kind of a safeish play. So I think right in there is okay. Like looking ahead, Melvin Gordon, Rashad Penny, those guys could, you know, go for twelve, and then a lot of weeks they'll have three. Right. Whereas I think Damian is going to be more like a eight, eight five, right. nine. Right. So if you need a safe play, you're oh, you got some studs already. It's it's an okay spot. I think for this team specifically. I think exactly like you're saying. I think if you had another running back somewhere in there between Christian McCaffrey and Cordero Patterson, yeah, if you had one more guy in there, and then you had Damian Pierce, I would love it for you. Yeah, I would think it. I would think it's great. Um, I probably won't have any shares because I mean they're already inducting this guy into the Hall <laughs> right. of Fame, so I don't think I'll go as late as I've seen him go in drafts. I feel like this here at the 9-3 is later than I've seen him go in some drafts. So I actually don't hate this spot, but I think in a lot of drafts he's, he's not. going to go sooner, he's yeah. He's not falling that far. And then fast forward to the 9-10, uh, James Cook. I want oh, I want yeah. Damian over James Cook. Uh, and like you just said, I might flip-flop that in Dynasty, um, but the, the backfield in Buffalo seems pretty muddled, so James yeah. Cook is not exciting to me in redraft. Yeah, except for the fact that there's outs in the other running backs in Buffalo, like contract-wise. Uh, Zach Moss is done this year, mm-hmm. and I believe that Singletary only has another year, and they might be able to even get out from under it. So that's kind of what I mean. In Dynasty, I'd, I would take Cook. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Because yeah, I think yeah, he's yeah, going to yeah, become yeah. the guy, and Pierce is just going to kind of be this little steady, not sure, exciting. that makes sense. Yeah. I'm, I was just thinking that I think towards the end of the year, they're, they're going to be seeing what they have in Cook a little bit more than those gotcha. other guys. But, gotcha. but you're right, yeah. Damian Pierce is going to be much more the guy for redraft, for going into it. Um, we did skip one. Where'd he go? Garrett Wilson, wide receiver for the Jets, win at 9-6. Um, there's a lot of, you know, in the dynasty world, talk of him going as the the one wide receiver one for this. But again, Jets, not super pumped on that. Yeah, I agree. I already said I don't really want much of the Jets offense this year for redraft. So I'm I'm probably not taking him there. Um, where I just lost it for a sec. Um, yeah, the other guys after him, Christian Kirk, Chase Claypool, Robert Woods. Also not super exciting, but I think I'd take uh, Woods and Kirk over him. Yeah, I would for sure, too. Yeah. In, in in redraft, I think by the time the Jets get it figured out, it, it may be too late. Yeah. Sky Moore, wide receiver for Kansas City, who's also moving up the draft boards pretty well. Um, he came in at 
10-3, right before Kadarius Tony, right after Robert Woods. I don't know. I, I don't know. Are you buying the hype that he's jumping up so much? or I don't really know. I haven't heard a heck of a lot. I, I think the ball's going to get spread around a little bit um, between MVS, Sky Moore, and um, what's going on with McCall Hardman? Did he end up? He's not really doing much. Did he get hurt? Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. Oh, re- he returned to practice. I just pulled him up. Returned to practice on Monday, so in theory, he's doing okay. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm. I'm not. I'm not hyped on Sky Moore this year. He's another dynasty guy. I'd love to have him. I don't have him anywhere. Um, but this year, I don't. I don't see that being a big deal. Yeah. No. I. I agree there too. I. There's always the potential when Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback. Yeah. But just seems like too much other stuff that would have to go right. And, you know, there's too many, yeah, too many weapons. And Kelsey, yeah, of Kelsey. course. Yep. Um, Christian Watson. Oh, nope, that's going the wrong way. Who else went here? 11-2. Oh, George Pickens. That's where I was looking for George Pickens. Actually went George Pickens and then Jamison William back to back. Um Jameson Williams just got put on the pup, so he has to miss, I think, four games or six games automatically. Four, yeah. Um, so that's a little disappointing. I think he's really good, but I think I think it's going to be more of a dynasty thing than, than year one. And then Pickens, people are blowing him up as well, too. I mean, he's had a great preseason, but there's a lot of weapons in that offense, too. How do you how do you feel about Pickens? Um, yeah, I... I think he's a good a good late flyer in that he could be good. We don't. I mean, we still don't even know who the quarterback is there, right? Right. No, they haven't said it yet. Like, and it could be any three of those guys. Um, so I I don't know if anyone's better than the other, but uh, I think he's a nice. He's a, another one of those guys. I keep coming back to what I was saying about being safe, and I think this late, I want a guy like Pickens because if he becomes the man, he's going right. to be great. Whereas I could go and get someone. Where am I looking? Like Russell Gage. And I, I, yeah, right. Maybe he'll do a little something for me, but he's not going to blow up potentially like, like a Jamison Williams late or George Pickens at any time. And George Pickens will have more time to blow up than Jamison Williams. So yeah, yeah, and it's I a mean, good spot for him. And Pittsburgh, they can they can put out some wide receivers. Yeah, the eleven ten, Rashad White, the running back for Tampa Bay, and then at twelve two, Tyler Algier, um, both running backs. Not a whole lot of running backs going around this spot. Um, to me, both just flyers. Nothing. Yeah, agreed. If he's there, you're three or four. I like that better than a a guy that's just going to be a third down back. You yeah. know, like yeah, the same, totally. same, same exact theory. Like if they're going to become the guy, they'll do really well. But I don't want to. Christian Watson did go in between them at eleven eleven. Um, is he the man? Do you have you heard what's going on at all with him at, at training camp? Or it sounds to me like he is what we thought he would be. He is a big body, freaky athlete, but he is very much developing. I think a lot yeah. of what they talk about about all oh, these guys are making mistakes. There's drops. I think that certainly includes Christian Watson. Um, so maybe toward the end of the year, when he starts getting in a groove, he could be very good. But as of now, he does not seem ready. Um, and they're not shying away from talking about it. Um, the good thing I do hear from Aaron is that, you know, he's he's asking questions. He's very involved. He's not ashamed of, you know, criticism. So I like the potential there. So 11th round is, is great. Um, this particular team already has 
Ooh. We have T. Higgins, Michael Thomas, Amari Cooper, Traylon Burks, Christian Kirk, and then Christian Watson. Mm. So I, I don't – I mean, T. Higgins, you're going to start. If Michael Thompson is just what he used to be, he's starting all the time. Amari Cooper's probably going to get a lot of starts. And then Christian Watson's waiting in the wings if yeah. one of those guys goes down. What about Romeo Dobbs at 13-5? Do you take Christian Watson or do you take Romeo Dobbs two rounds later? I take Christian Watson for sure, um, two rounds sooner. Um, I certainly don't mind Dobbs. Or, yeah. I, I would prefer to take Christian Watson in the 11th. I'll just leave it at that. I think I think he has the higher potential, and if you're taking a flyer, he's the guy that could blow up where Dobbs could get you a couple weeks here and there. Gotcha. Um, just last other one I think I want to mention, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, mm-hmm. the running back for Kansas City. He's also just flying up draft boards. I mean, he was a late-round pick, and I haven't really heard much about him. Have you heard a whole lot about him? They have him doing some kicks, special teams. They have him doing a little bit of everything, and they like him. He looks good. He's an athlete. Um, whether he gets any anywhere near enough of the shares of that backfield, which has a whole bunch of guys, um, I doubt it, but I think he's coming. So Dynasty, I right. like him. Right, yeah, and I think – as the last pick in, you know, he's going in the 13th round, which in this draft was the last pick. Why not? Why not put him on your roster? I mean, if you can get him in the last round, put him on there and you'll know, you'll know, you know, shortly. I mean, he'll be one of those guys that if you have some injuries and you need some roster space, you're probably going to drop him. But, you know, you'll hang on to him as long as you can. And if he does, I mean, if he does pop off, I mean, there has been a lot of running backs you know, going back years and years and years. But for Kansas City, they've had a lot of running backs that didn't have much draft capital and have turned into some really, I mean, Priest Holmes. I mean, some of the, you know, I don't think Jamal Charles was a high running back. I mean, they've they found some ways to, to make some guys do some stuff. So. Yeah, I, th- I, I think that's a great point, watching the first couple of weeks and then see. You could just totally cut bait and leave, um, but he could pass up McKinnon and uh, Rojo easily. Those guys are some... Guys that could, you know, make a quick play here and there and spell right. some guys. But Pacheco, I think, is a guy that could be a little more substantial um, if he gets the opportunity. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. All right, Joe, let's get into the drunken trade of the week. Brought to you by At Bad Fantasy Football Trades on Facebook. This one here is a little interesting. David Bell, rookie wide receiver for Cleveland, sending him out and in return getting... Adam Thielen. Straight up, that's it. Straight up, that's it. It's a one-quarterback redraft league, and I am Thielen all day, every day, three times on Saturday, four times on Sunday, and won't even see David Bell on my redraft roster. I'm furious this is redraft. This is madness. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I made a move to get Thielen. I think this is his bounce-back year. He's, he's, we don't realize how good he was every year except for last year. Yeah, he's, he's, no, he's, he's great. Oh, my gosh. He's going to have a great year. Bell, I mean, that's already crowded with the receivers. And I, you're not, you don't have Watson? Like, was this was this made before the Watson news? At least? It still doesn't Right about help. there, yeah. I think, okay. yeah. Even if they have Watson all year, it still is, is wrong. Yeah, David. Bell I want Thielen. Won't even be won't even player. Now, in Dynasty, I can understand where you're trying to get rid of Thielen because he's aging out. Maybe get what you could get. I still think you could get more for him, or at least I would want to pick in return. Which spot on? You know, yeah. I could 
take a flyer on somebody else, Bell just doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. If you're tearing it down, that's fine. But yeah, if you're trading to someone that's like, oh my gosh, I can get Thielen to try to make a run at this, like as my wide receiver three, even, I'm willing to give up David Bell and a second. (laughs) That might be too much. Probably too much. But I'm giving up more than just Bell happily to get Thielen. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. And I mean, if you're, are one of those teams that your team's not very good and you're just hoping to get something from Thielen, David Bell still isn't the answer. Right. Not going to do it. All right, guys. Let us know how you liked today's show. Did you kill it? We feel like we killed it. Patreon members, reach out to us on Discord. Let us know what you think. Thank you to everyone that listened today. I hope you enjoyed it. Got some good information. We're happy to have you here. Would love to have any feedback for this episode. Reach out at fantasyondraft at gmail.com. That is spelled D-R-A-U-G-H-T, the old school draft. And let us know for our Patreon members. Um, we'll, we'll be on Discord soon. The season's getting started. If you want to be on our Patreon, check it out. Patreon.com slash fantasyondraft. Anything else on the way out, Joe? I miss you, Matt. Come back to us soon. Yeah, come on, Matty. All right. Cheers, friends. Tip your bartender. Peace.